Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Great Questions, Great Conversations with uh, Mike Westendorf and Pastor Pete Panitsky here this week. Uh, Pastor Pete, welcome back. Good to have you. Great to be back. I, I enjoy these conversations, Mike. They have been uh, they have been fun. Uh, we've had a number of comments that have come back, uh, very supportive of the, of the kind of conversations, and they asked us to kind of keep going. And so, yeah, uh, this is going to be something we'll do, and and uh, we we kind of view it as topical and seasons. And we've got a number of good speakers that over time that we might be able to bring in on different things. But right now, we're rolling with. Uh, still a number of questions that came out of a sermon that we did just asking for people's questions. And so we're going to tackle um, some of the ones that uh, get us hung up in the science space. And you and I talked off air a little bit, and I'm, I can't wait for you to tackle this one and give all the proofs for it. But dinosaurs, let's start there. <laughs> um, our good friend Adam uh, sent this one in, and, and uh, we love Adam. Uh, but uh, our, and I love the way that he phrased it. Are, dino- are the dinosaurs God's practical joke on us? God set the law of physics and nature. Why did he really create everything with a poof rather than something more like intelligent design? And so that whole idea of the, the creation and the non-biological, like, so it, it's, it's a good starting point question, I thought. So, yeah, and uh Whenever we start a question like this, the the place that I always go back to is the empty tomb. You see, there are so many of these questions that we can give some answers to, but ultimately there will always be a sense that something is missing. I want more. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the solution that I found is I always go back, did Jesus rise from the dead? If Jesus rose from the dead, then what what I have in the New Testament recorded uh, of what Jesus said and what his followers said is true. And then uh, then I go back logically from that point and go, okay, if if uh, the the resurrection is true, then there's answers. Some of them I can that satisfy me and some of them that don't. And I'll just have to say, God, you're bigger than me. So, just start first of all with with the whole idea of uh, creation and and uh, evolution. Um, hey, hey, Pete, can I, Pastor Pete, can yeah. I can I jump in real quick? I mean, I, I think you're touching on something that's really foundational that um, is worth talking about. This ha- this is a worldview centering reality. That what our um, and I, I, as a meteorologist in the scientific fields and and things like that, so I, I grew up in this environment of um, look at the data, look at the data, look at the data, and yet um, I appreciate what some others have have noted that data still requires interpretation, and the interpretation will be done substantially influenced by worldview, and so if you're looking at that whole idea of naturalistic. Um, only natural processes can be a possibility. You've already pigeonholed yourself into one thing. You must play by those rules, which eliminates God from the equation. And so that's actually a foundational bias, and it's a worldview bias. And so um, yeah. maybe speak into that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, uh, we uh, preached on on this uh, in a series 
Uh, and uh, we used uh, Jay Siegert's book, uh, Creation and Evolution, uh, something, Are They in Conflict? Right. Uh, and uh, Jay Siegert is a, a, a creation uh, scientist, uh, expert, uh, who lives in our area. We actually mm -hmm. had him come and speak. Uh, and he talks about worldview. And, and uh, as I, as I read that book and thought about his, his talks, uh, I used frames. So I, I, I bought a couple of picture frames and what, are, what is the picture frame that we look at the world through? Because that will determine how, as you said, it is a worldview. This is my framework. And then everything that I see in that, I'm, I'm trying to make it fit into the framework. And it's very difficult to see something in a new way outside of that framework. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, I took a class, a uh, summer school class once, uh, about uh, these worldviews of how scientific worldviews changed. Yeah, right. Very uh, and much how so. difficult that was uh, for for the scientific world to go. Ooh, the data doesn't match what I am seeing, and it was a major issue to come to grips with. My worldview is wrong, you know. Uh, and and I just like to laugh, you know. If, uh, we killed our first president because we had the wrong worldview. Did you know that? Okay. George Washington, we bled him to death. Oh, yeah, right, because, right. Because yeah. the worldview of scientific worldview of that day was, you know, if you have a fever, it's probably because you got too much bad blood. Let's let's get rid of some of that blood. Let's bleed him. Right. And we probably, probably hastened his death because we were giving the best, using using the worldview of that day. And, and, and some scientific evidence came that had to change that worldview. So as Christians, our worldview really does start at the empty tomb. Mm -hmm. If our God has truly come into the world and that tomb was empty, that's the proof that Jesus is who he claimed to be. Right. Then we believe that God can do the impossible. The impossible that that the infinite God becomes a human being. Right, right. Um, that, uh, you know, I was thinking about this question this morning. I, I was reading about Dathan and Abiram. Uh, the earth swallows them up in Numbers uh, chapter 16, I think it right. is, that I was just reading. Yep. Um, you know, and I'm kind of going, hmm. What would be a natural explanation for this? Did Moses kind of feel the ground shaking and go, oh, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Let's put them over here and yeah. they'll fall yeah. in. And hey, the yeah. ground swallowed yeah. them up. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, it is impossible unless we believe that our God can do the impossible. Then all things are possible. All things are possible with God. The scriptures talk about that, right? right. So, yeah, I think that's a huge thing. It's, it's, it's the worldview. And then applying that worldview to the to the creation account, uh, and uh, you know the age of the earth, the, the whole dinosaurs thing is related to the age of the earth. And and one of the next questions we probably should have started with that one was, uh, 
um, radio a day is like a thousand years and a thousand yeah. years like a day. Right. You know, and that's Second Peter chapter 3. In other words, time, the Apostle Peter is saying time is relative. What we think is forever is like that to God. And what God thinks is forever, we think it's like that to us. Mm-hmm. So when we're committing a sin, it seems like it, we just it was just a blip, God, in our whole plan. Right. And you know, and, and God's going, how long are they gonna continue in this? Right. And then of course we uh go, uh God, where's where's the uh uh you know, where's your coming? You know, God's saying, Well, this is you know. The world since Jesus came, it's like that. And we're going, man, it's gone on forever. And we experience that as, as uh, you know, humans here on earth. Yeah, very much uh, so. Uh, I love the account in Luke chapter, I think it's Luke chapter 9, where it's the uh, the woman who has bleeding for 12 years. Right. And then... Jesus heals this woman who had bleeding for 12 years. And then he goes and raises the daughter of Jairus, who's 12 years old. For the woman who had the bleeding problem for 12 years, 12 years was an eternity. For the parents of this girl who died, they only had her for 12 years. That, that That's just like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so so... That's what Peter is talking about. A day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. How come Jesus hasn't come back yet? Because, you know, from our perspective, time is relative. So he's yeah. not—he's not saying, you know, it's not a mathematical equ- a day. Yeah, yeah, it's not a yeah. mathematical equation. Is it? I mean, because I've—you've seen that. Like, okay, a day must mean. X amount of time. Here's the proof packet passage of that, and yeah, I mean exactly what you said with that. Those two examples. I mean, if you've got a child for twelve years and and God uh, says the time of grace is over, versus twelve years of cancer treatments or some type of chronic illness, it's like, is it, will this never end? Um, there, that is a great example of it. Yeah. So a thousand years are like a day. He's, yeah. Uh, so let, let let's recognize the that's the apostle Peter talking about you know God is patient with us yeah it seems like forever for him in some ways too that he's patient with us wanting everyone to come to repentance so then you th- think about the the creation account the days of creation you know that that uh, you know there's there would be no argument for longer days of creation, except for the theory of evolution. There's nothing in the Bible that would imply longer days. So Mm, God says, you know, there was evening and there was morning the first day. There was evening and there was morning the second day. That's the way you describe a normal day. Right. You know, God created light. It became dark. And then it became light again. Oh, that cycle, day one, day two, day three. Uh, and you know, that, that God created these things just poof, uh, you know, say, I, I, I don't know enough about 
why intelligent design? I look at the, at the world and I see intelligent design all over. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, again, I was thinking about this as I was reading my Bible this morning and I'm looking out at my neighbor's pine trees that are all the same height. Yeah. Why did they all stop at the same height? <laughs> there's some there's some design there, right? A, yeah. a, something so simple as the trees, you know, they don't just keep on growing until you know up into the sky. They they all stop basically at the same height. Wow, there's some there's some design there. Uh, right. <laughs> I see design all over. It's where did the design come from? Yep. And how long does it take? Well, God tells us He spoke the word and it's done. And the comfort, oh. There's nothing that our God cannot do. If he created the world, if he spoke spoke the world into existence, all he has to do is speak the word. And the things that we're afraid of are taken care of. Uh, again, a miracle, a miracle that Jesus did, you know, where the, the centurion comes and, and the centurion says, all you have to do is speak the word. Right. Yeah. You know, just to kind of exploring it, I have I have a couple of ideas on this, but um, maybe from the Christian and maybe from the uh, from uh, somebody who doesn't believe what we believe, what is what is oftentimes motivating these questions? Oh, I can't. I, I can't look into somebody else's heart. And, and, and I know we. I know we can't look. You know, this yeah. isn't for those of you who are listening. This is not exactly you know directed at a particular person, but just more of an observation and reflection in my own heart that mm -hmm. um, a lot of times I like the idea of proof. I mean, if you go to 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 law, you know, to to a judge, and you have to prove something, you want concrete evidence. And yet, more times than not, um, I find that w when when new information comes up, it sh it can, like you said, it can sh it can shake your faith. Uh, it did for the scientists, the secular scientists of old, to say, "Oh my goodness, we've been we've been killing our people. Apparently, bloodletting is not the way to go on all of this." Right. Um, and you have to you, you there there is kind of a a come to Jesus moment at that 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 point. And so when when we come up against things or or Hey, evolution has to be the way. Look at all of the overwhelming evidence. Immediately, I want to go to, but no, I can prove what. <laughs> no, so that that's where I'm kind of curious. In, in your time yeah. as a pastor, you get a sense for some some of the things that might um, might be driving some of our wrestling with these kinds of topics. I, I think for most. Of the people that I talk to about this, the wrestling is simply very learned people have told me this. Mm -hmm. And how can what you say and what these very learned people say, that they can't both be true. Right. Um, you know, it, it, I, I, I think it's more of a, a just... Uh, don't ask me to turn my mind off. Right. And and to me, I'm not asking people to turn their mind off. I'm asking them to turn it on yeah. and just uh, think through, you know, that this is, is what Jesus talks about, what he did, 
did that happen? If that happened, then it's easy to go back and go, okay, this is true. Now I'm going to have this different worldview. Uh, and then you look for answers. You know, that uh, uh, you can't prove creation. Right. You can't prove the flood. But people who love the love the Bible are looking at some of the same uh, data right. and saying, here's a possible solution. Here's a possible solution. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the Ark Encounter. You go down to the Ark Encounter and, you know, how did all the animals fit in? And they gave it a lot of thought and said, well, here's some possible solutions. Right. You know, they're making guesses. They're making hypotheses, just like the evolutionary scientist is making hypotheses. You can't prove any of this stuff. You're just making guesses looking at the data. Yeah. And they are too. But all they're doing is they're trying to say, you can believe in the Bible and not ignore the data. There are other ways to think about the data. Yeah. It, it, it all coming down to that idea of faith and then the interpretation of the data based on that faith or that worldview. I mean, I, I, I know of many, um, uh, a number of scientists, some who are, have been mentors over the years too. And I appreciate, you know, some of what they said that uh, one of them is that the truth will out, you know, that's, that's, uh, that you will see it. The problem is that whole time frame is that it sometimes takes decades or even centuries for the new data to come. And so when secular science draws all of these definitive um, uh, solutions to, well, here is what happened. Uh, I've, I've heard it kind of move away. Instead of we believe this is what might have happened to this is what happened. You see this in museums and things of that nature, which sounds so convincing. And yet... Um, you're one discovery away from the almost the entire foundation of that quote unquote truth to be upended. And then you've got to do mental gymnastics till you finally get to the point where you just say, ah, I mean, I've, I've heard this said that, and again, I, we're both not, neither one of us are evolutionary scientists and this isn't our day job. So, but you know, you you read and and guys like Jay have, have mentioned too that even you know the philosophers have started to move away from uh, the theory of evolution because it's just enough. There's enough there to say, man, there are a lot of holes in this thing. Uh, when my my children, when we we lived out in Missouri, were attending public schools, we had no Christian elementary school there, uh, and uh, when they were in junior high, I, I just asked them to bring their textbooks home just so I could kind of know what they're learning. Mm -hmm. And what I found is the science textbooks tended to be open and say, here are, here's our interpretation of the data. And here are the question marks that we don't have answers for. Yep. And it's that was the history books <laughs> that presented it more as fact. Yeah. Rather than this is the theory that that the predominant, you know, most most scientists hold to this theory. Uh, and it was just interesting that, yeah, uh, good scientists will always be saying this is our current understanding of what we know right now. And something might come up that we will have to tweak that. And every once in a while. There is something so huge that it. <clears throat> You know, oh, the world isn't at the center of the uh, the earth isn't at the center of the uh, solar system. universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. 
That, that was what scientists, they looked at the stars and they, they had this intricate way the, the, the planets were, their planet means wanderer. <laughs> yeah, they, they were they were wandering you know when they figured out how the planets would wander uh they had an answer and then oh somebody gave a different perspective and worldview changes and and good scientists will just admit that's that may happen uh and i i, I like that maybe we'll we'll go here and, and then we'll kind of we'll we'll cap this one out but that idea that there's a perspective you know I've, Science is a lot like that, that, that you're, you're always one, one aha away from going, Oh, that's that we have to reconnect this. Whole, this is, we've got to step back again. And as you look at the history of science, I mean, that, that is what they do. Cause again, like you said, the scientific method is I have a thought, let's test it out. If I can't test it out, in other words, there's not a laboratory to, to do this. And we have to try to do things through anecdotal data and you have to draw a lot of hypotheses you're, you're drawing from a lot of different spaces but you're always one perspective away from going oh okay and for us as christians the perspective is not a proof of a 24-hour day of genesis it's not a proof of the flood it's going back to what you said it's did jesus rise from the grave that is the perspective that ultimately matters most and and I think it's helpful to realize that we as good theologians do the same thing with the Bible. I was hoping you'd go there. <laughs> so, so you know, that we have to be honest and say, my understanding of the Bible is perfect. And so every time I read it, I, I, I'm, I, I find something new. This past weekend, you know, I, I preached on, the, on Genesis 3, the fall into sin. Mm-hmm. And and uh, how many times have I read that account? And this right. is the first time I went, ah, it's Lord God, every place else, Lord God, meaning Lord in all capital letters of the Savior yeah. God, the Yahweh or Jehovah. Uh, but when Eve and Satan talk, it's just God. He's not the loving God. He's just God, which mm. is kind of a generic term. And I went, wow. That's given me a new perspective on yeah. that fall into sin, a new way that the devil can uh, drive a wedge between me and my creator. Mm-hmm. You know, so so to, to be humble enough to say, I also want to search my data, yep. which is the, the biblical data, and say, Lord, is there something I'm missing? Am I, is there something I'm not understanding? Uh, so that we have this humility, just as we are asking scientists to have that humility. I think that that's the that's the hallmark of are you reading good literature? Is there a, is there a level of humility that is able to acknowledge we we have questions? We're not there yet. And some of the most ethical scientists that I've met, they they have tended to be those kinds of people. And I, I would say too. You know, we have a confidence in the in the resurrection and what Christ has done for us, but that is a gift of grace by faith. Um, and so that in and of itself demands for the Christian to not stand haughty over people, but with humility. Yeah, and, and the more you know, the more <laughs> questions you will have. Right. So I, I am sure that, that uh, some of our friends in the science world, you know, they know that the, 
the, the extrapolations that have to be made, uh, the, the assumptions that have to be made. And, and they're thinking about those as they, uh, you know, hear this. And so there's a, uh, let's not be so doctrinaire about what we're saying because we made some assumptions here. Mm-hmm. For us as, as Christians, I mean, when you're little, Jesus loves me, this I know. All right, yeah, all right. I need to know. Right. And uh, then you get to think more and more and you go, okay, you know, and the one that I always like is like to explain. Uh, share is you know jesus is god and yet on the cross he says my god my god why have you forsaken me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you start to think about that and there's so much there's more questions that i never had when i was three years old right the more i know the more questions i have somebody just emailed me a question now just a couple of minutes before our conversation started where where did they get the flour to make the bread while they were wandering in the wilderness? Oh, that's another. My and my answer was, I'll be thinking about your question as I continue right. to read, because I never thought of that question. That's a good, you know. It's it's just one of those little, no big deal things. She's not questioning her faith. It's just right. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I, and that, and that there there's another one too, and I, I appreciate you saying that. We're taught as uh, as meteorologists, you know, that we do never we do st- school visits, you know, stump the meteorologist, ask a question that they can't answer. And of course, when you're doing grade school, they're all pretty predictable. But every once in a while, you roll into a high school and you're like, "Don't ask me any questions. I won't have the answer." <laughs> you know, there's there's a a passage that maybe I'm forgetting where it is, but that idea of um, that you know, as we get older, uh. The more we see, the more we realize we don't know. Um, one of my gifts is connectedness. So I'm always trying to work out how is this all connected? And eventually there are just some things where I just, I have to give up. And there, it, there's the passage. Is there not, I resolve to know nothing except Christ and him crucified. Is that, is that, am I paraphrasing that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, first, first uh, uh, Corinthians chapter two, uh, nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. Uh, yeah where do you find peace i think that's that's uh, and we're gonna we've we've already been talking almost a half hour on this one we'll we'll, okay we'll kind of wrap this one up but what's a comfort that um as as people are because i i do know people who are very concerned about not having the proof or the data um speak to that person um, if you could, uh, to just give peace to those who are struggling with these questions? Well, first of all, we'll never have absolute proof. If you want another great book, read Cold Case Christianity. Mm. It, it, it's written by a, a cold case detective. And he said, you know, there's never 100% proof uh, in, in most of these cases. There's always, is it beyond a reasonable doubt? Um. But what what comforts me is truly, you know, I say it over and over again. I go out to the empty tomb every morning. Every morning I'm reading the Bible saying, Lord, convince me again that the tomb is empty. Because honestly, there's so much about the Bible that I have a hard time believing. Dathan mm. and, and Abiram getting swallowed up this morning. Right. That is, that's, that's pretty huge. 
uh, when you really think about it, okay, Lord, um, I am constantly, as I'm reading the New Testament, mining the New Testament for proof that what was foretold in the Old Testament, that Jesus would rise from the dead, truly happened. Mm -hmm. That's what calms and, and satisfies my soul. Good. Well, you guys, this is uh, this is our fifth episode of Great Questions, Great Conversations. So I just want to thank the the, the two folks who who um, uh, emailed in these questions. Uh, very helpful, and and uh, we hope that the conversation today has been helpful. Um, we're going to continue going. Um, you'll have to tune in next week to see where we're going because we I think we've still got like four four good topics that we can jump through here. And so we appreciate you guys' time and attention. And until next week. I'm Mike Westendorf. This is Pastor Pete Panitsky, and thanks for listening to Great Questions and Great Conversations. <music>